Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 39 of the Everything Motor Racing podcast. Sorry for the um, few weeks off. I couldn't be asked. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's Christmas, so yeah, whatever. Um, yep. Jacob, who's who's 39? Well, the one and only Lewis Salomon. Yeah, it is. Uh, God rest his soul. Do miss that guy quite a lot. He was um, one hell of a personality, that guy. Yeah. Yep, he but, was. Um, I, uh, yep. I, I remember I met him and uh, yeah. just passing in Silverstone. And um, I said, are you going to do? He turned around to me and went, full gas, my friend. <laughs> That's heroic. I didn't know so, that. That's cool. Fair play. Yeah, just a little thing. Yeah. I just literally passed him in the paddock in Silverstone. Jeez, fair play. Um... So today, as you can tell probably by the uh, title of the podcast, we've got a guest. Wow. (laughs) Special guest. Special. (laughs) So if you haven't told by the title, I'm going to try and try your name now and butcher it. We have Zonta van den Gorbech. Is that right? You can say Gorberg in English because yeah. you can't really pronounce the Dutch ways in possible for English people. Try it. Tell me how to pronounce it. I want to try it. In Dutch, we say Zonta yeah. van den Goberg, but Goberg. you can't really say the it's impossible for English people. Yeah, yeah I'd really try it. Fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no no chance. Someone did tell me the other week how to say it, but you know, I'm, I'm shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, English. some English. Commentators, they say like Sonderford and Gutenberg, Goldberg, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'd bad. say Goldberg. Goldberg? Yeah. yeah. Goldberg, yeah, that's what most people say. Yeah. I, I can't wait to hear some of the commentary next year as they try and pronounce your name. That's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Um, but yeah, it's nice to have you on. We've been meaning to have you on for quite a bit, a while, to be honest, but, you know, it's just time constraints and stuff like that. Um, it's always the way. But yeah, it's nice to have you on. Welcome to the podcast. Hopefully, we won't destroy your reputation too much. <laughs> Should all be right, no problem. <laughs> um, for anyone who doesn't know, um, probably living under a rock. Obviously, you're racing in Moto Two next year in the Moto Two World Championship for the RW Racing Team. That is correct. Yeah, it's quite a. It's a bit of a controversial move. Obviously, we'll go into that a bit later on. Um, but the move has been surrounded by a bit of. Bit of talk by the uh, the couch racers, as it is. Yeah, the sofa <laughs> racing extraordinary. Well. <laughs> so, you know, and we've been said, you know, there's nothing holding back on this episode, so I'm quite excited to get into the nitty-gritty. But we ask every guest at the start of each podcast, and you are not excluded, Zonta, what are the five songs you're currently listening to at the moment? We could kind of build up song. a list, yeah. Oh my god! Well, let me open my Spotify. Okay? Yeah, I oh, deliberately I didn't. didn't warn you for this. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I thought I'd just let him spring it on him and see what happened. I mostly, <laughs> I mostly listen to English music. Actually, I used okay. to listen to a lot of Dutch rap and hip hop like two years ago, but then I kind of switched to English. All oh, right, so okay. Just loads of English rap, hip hop kind of songs sick um we should have some good ones then because we've had some pretty naff ones recently sorry liam uh so yeah i had i tried listening to it after with liam and i had no idea i was like <laughs> wow it wasn't bad it was just like jesus the fuck is this like <laughs> do you want do you want some song names or yeah so we yeah. want the names and the artists as well we're just like five songs um, we're currently listening to because we're building wait, up a playlist basically on spotify. the last one i liked on spotify just my absolute most recent one it's called Elevate yeah. by Nems with oh. three Zs. Oh, okay. I've not heard of that. That's probably been a boomer. 
I, I, I got it from TikTok, I think. I liked it last night. Oh, right. My, my most recent song. I think I got it from TikTok. Yeah. Right. Um, let's see. Uh, wait, I, I don't know the artist of this one. Let me switch it up. Love Tonight by Shouse. <laughs> Love Tonight by S H O U S E. Oh god, there's another one. Probably when you hear it, you'll know that one. Is, is it yeah. the David Guetta one or is it just a normal one? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll listen to both later. <laughs> I think I think just a normal one. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll give probably it. Probably when you listen to it, you probably maybe you might know it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably uh, song is just TikTok songs. Yeah, most of them are just, oh yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, I got some Spanish songs here, but I don't know, like, I, I, I was in Spain the other night, well, quite some time ago, it was like Aragorn with the Sev, yeah. and like, we got we, we got some Spanish song from 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 some Spanish guys, Yeah. but I don't, I don't know which ones are actually good and which one are not, I just liked them all. Hit me with them, because um, I listen to a lot of Spanish music. Yeah, but it's like, well, I might as well just send you a screenshot of it later because there's like 10 songs, but I don't know which ones are good and bad. Like, yeah. sometimes I listen to them, I'm like, oh, this one is an absolute banger, and then the next song is absolutely horrible. Yeah. yeah. Is, is there any Raul Alejandro on there? <laughs> just old types of songs, man. Yeah. But it's mostly rap again, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Bit of time, um, you know. Here you go. Um, oh, sorry. Um... <laughs> If you see this one, I, I I think I quite like it. I think it's a, I think it's another TikTok song, "Popular Loner" by Kid Wild. Okay, no, it's another one I don't know. Yeah, it's all TikTok songs. See, yeah. there's only one TikTok song I know, and that's Dua Lipa "Levitating." That's a bit of a banger, to be fair. It is, but like any other song, I'm just I I sort of tune it out. I just mostly watch dogs on TikTok. I do. It's great. <laughs> It's it's difficult for me because I just I like some some songs, but I don't know the actual name because I just put a playlist on and I just listen to them. <laughs> I don't know the actual names. Oh, you're a psychopath! Oh. How can you not know the uh, names yeah. of the songs? Sometimes because because I mostly listen to playlists of other people, I, I don't normally use, use my own playlist or whatever. So just, uh, yeah, yeah, I know um, what you mean. How I'm many songs have I got now? I think you've done three. three. Oh, three? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> He's under pressure now. Here's a bit of a different one. Um, Rowdy by Sydney Youngins. Okay. No, I've not heard that either. Rowdy by Sydney. Yeah, I've not heard any of these. So this is, oh yeah, I found it. Rowdy. It's a voyage of discovery for us. Yeah, it is. Um, I quite quite like this one. Um, DTB by Muggs with two Zs. Okay. I'll, um... You like the boys with Zs in NM, don't you? You do, do yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just seen it now. I, I ne- <laughs> I, sometimes I know the, the title, but I don't know the artist. So I never look at that. So, yeah. Okay, that's your fair five. enough. That's your five. Um, again, that's it's not five. ones I've heard of, which is kind of good, to be fair, because it's like, like we had Sean Della <laughs> Kelly on, and he just banged in three Eminem songs. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's new stuff. It's new stuff we can I listen to. I think it's more and... where you grow up in a... And, so. Yeah, and we can learn what the youth of today are listening to because I feel <laughs> old, man. Oh yeah, I'm a fucking boomer at this point. Yeah, you are. How old are you now, Jake? <laughs> I'd rather not say because I'm I'm in really shit company right now with ages. Yeah, you are like like I feel old right now, and I'm like 23, so this is yeah, it's not good, man. Yeah, I'm just I'm fucking ancient at this point. Yeah, you are. Um, but yeah, going into the the questions, 
Mr. Zonta. I don't fancy questions. Zonta is your first name, isn't it? It's, it's... Yeah, yeah. Okay. My that's... full name is Zonta Alexander van den Goldberg. Ah, so. okay, cool. Because I've... nobody really uses my second name. I've never, honestly, I will not lie. Before I heard of your name, I'd never heard of the name Zonta, but obviously it's Dutch. So yeah, no, it's not a Dutch name. It's not a Dutch name. No, Italian. I, I, I... No, I I do not know anyone, hmm. nor my mates know anyone called Zonta. It's um, do you know Ricardo Zonta? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my mum and dad. Just a little backstory. My mum and dad used to live in Monaco. Ricardo Zonta lived in Monaco. My dad, oh, right. my mum and dad went to went to visit some friends, whatever. Um, you know, in an apartment where you see all the name tags, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They saw Ricardo Zonta. Zonta was his last name. And they were yes. like, yeah, if you ever get a boy, you will take his name. It was not because they were friends with him. <laughs> it's not because he was a good F1 driver. Well, I don't know how good he was. But it's not because he was an F1 driver. It was just because they liked the name. So but it's just... not a common name at all. I don't know anyone yeah. ever in my... I've never met anyone called Zonta. I don't know if there's even anyone existing on it. That's called Zonta with the... No, it's no it's new, man. It's it's, yeah. it's refreshing to be fair because you get too many bloody Bradleys and shit. Yeah, yeah. Jeff so, Van den Goldberg. I haven't quite got a ring to it. Yeah, Jeff. My name's Jeff. Um, Jeff. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, but yeah, so going on to your racing career. Um, obviously, you are the son of. I really should have got his first name. Is it Jurgen? Um, yep. Jürgen. Yeah, that's yep. it. Jurgen van der Goldberg. Yeah, that's the um, main question I, I care about you, Zonder. Is, is he Jurgen's boy or is, is he, he Patrick's? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I know, I'm his son, yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> but yeah. Um, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, fingers crossed. Like, Jesus Christ, that'd be a story of a century if. Uh, <laughs> 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 but um yeah so how is it you actually got into racing because obviously you, you, your dad's gonna obviously play some sort of influence anyway but what is it that actually made you you know sit on a bike for the first time and learn to ride um well i already i already started riding a bike when i was like uh like three years old mm. i really started riding a bike but i was like a little electric uh, trail bike mm. um then um, when I was younger, I used to do a lot of trial. You know what it is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like. Um, then after that, I you uh, I went to do some MX, but just training. Hmm. So not really competitive. Just like one day in the weekend, we just went out riding. Um, then I had did one year of Dutch Championship. Hmm. Um, I think this was still yeah sixty five cc. So I was still a little kid. Hmm. Um. Then, um, when I did that season, um, in the end of that season, when was that? I think like 2016 or 17. I can look on my phone in a bit. Hmm. Um, we got, uh, there's like, there's every year there's a little summer camp in the Netherlands on the little track of Assen. Hmm. Uh, I think it's like three days and, uh, just all types of bikes and everything. And, um, we got asked to ride an NSF 100. Oh, yeah. Um, the little mini Grand Prix bike, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know uh, uh, Barry Venerman? Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know him yet. Yeah. yeah, he used to ride GPs as well, I think. Yeah. He asked us to, to come out and, and ride the NSF, to try the NSF. Hmm. And, um, yeah, then then we went to Aston. We did three days uh, 
on the track for the first time. Was that the full circuit, and... was it? Yeah, no, it's just, it's just uh, the small track. The small ah, little okay. track. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then um, after that, it was like, yeah, what are we going to do? Are we going to go to motocross or or are we going to um, are we gonna stick with motocross or are we going to go racing? Hmm. And I couldn't really choose myself, so I just let my parents choose and they, of course, choose racing. That was yeah, quite obvious, <laughs> but I didn't really realise that at the time. <laughs> yeah, like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so then... Um, uh the, uh the year after that we went racing but i still did like the first two rounds of the dutch championship mm, and that... i was leading the dutch mo- motocross championship that year yeah. but then we just quit after like two or three rounds because then my racing season started mm. so yeah that was quite interesting because like we 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 told the guys hey yeah, I'm, I'm not coming anymore and they were like yeah yeah that that we were joking because yeah you're leading the championship why would you not ride anymore <laughs> yeah, we weren't actually joking. We just, yeah, we just never came anymore. Yeah, sorry, bye. Yeah. Oh, they must have shit their pants when you didn't actually turn up. Like, oh, yeah. Crap. <laughs> yeah. So then we went. I did one season NSF 100 Dutch Championship racing. Hmm. Then uh, that was only one. I started the season out like in the back, you know, like fifteenth, uh, 10th to 15th place. Hmm. In the end, I was uh, for the second last race and last race I was on pole. I won two after f- four races, I think. Yeah, I got nice. overall in one of them. The other one, I I won the first race and I binned it in the second race after lead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was a bit disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's a> bit. <laughs> but yeah, I started out in the back and then in the end of the season I was winning in my first season. And if you look at some names that were riding in that in that season there. The mm. level was one of the. It still the level wasn't great because yeah, in the end it's just a local little Dutch championship. But if you oh. see the names who were riding that season, the level was really high compared to, uh, like the seasons now. If you see the names, it's like um, Justin Fogarty. He used to do ETC. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was another guy who used to do ETC. Another one who used to do ETC. Um, okay. Many guys who now ride uh, uh, the the German Championship 300 or 600 like many guys hmm. moved to big tracks and if you see the the years after that not many guys really went away from car and tracks or did anything in racing so to win already in my first year there was not yeah it was pretty yeah. pretty good then the year after my dad built me a bike hmm. um it was a Italian chassis uh with normally an ATCC two-stroke engine in it but my dad built a 150 uh, motocross honda engine in it so then nice. we went training on that on small tracks and it had yeah like like two and a half times the horsepower of the nsf 100 so it was it was quite fast then we went on big tracks with that but yeah it was a small bike it was 12 inch it got about 140 150 on the straights like Fuck. top end <laughs> yeah just a small bike on 12 and on inch wheels yeah just on the track. That. was that on the metaphor then... wasn't it is that it no, no, it's 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 just it's like an NZF one hundred, just more horsepower. Ah, okay. We went on that with big tracks. Jesus. And then um then we got a in two thousand eighteen. So uh that was my Yeah in two thousand eighteen I think, yeah. Hmm. We got a uh ETC bike, so just an NZF two fifty, but we kept it completely stock, so not really ETC tuned, you know. Yeah. As far as you can really do anything on the bike there. So it was just a stock etc bike we put a massive uh exhaust on it so it made no sound so i can just we did loads of track days on it so mm. we just went out to 
little tracks in France or whatever, and then loads of track days on it. Um, nice. Then I did the last three races in 2018 in the ETC. Um, then full 2019 in the ETC. I started out more or less in the back as well. And then in near the end of the season in 2019, I was like running in the front group. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Then 2020, of course, we did another season ETC. And I started out a bit, mm, a bit difficult. Because, yeah, the P4 race one. But, yeah, the guy in front of me took a uh, track limit in the, last, in the last corner but didn't get a panel, even though it was, yeah, fully visible. Yeah, it was a bit of bullshit. Second race, <laughs> it got knocked off. Oh, then man. in Portimao, we had trouble with the bike. Hmm. But then after that, everything went quite a lot better. And in the end, P2 in the championship. And if I had a good start of the season, yeah, well, yeah much more could have been possible, you know? Yeah. Sure, so, yeah, yeah, that was quite a good season. Now... Of course, season 2021, I did the the Moto3 and the Junior Championship, was, which was a bit of a difficult year. Mm. Yeah, we well, I did uh, the Junior Championship in, in Spain this year and um, the Italian, Italian. Championship. Yeah. And also in 2019 and 20, I did Rookies Cup, mm. um, which was quite, yeah, Rookies Cup was quite good. But yeah, the ETC 2020 was my best year so far, I would say. So yeah, that's kind of my... My career, career up now. Up to now, nice. Yeah, because it's, it's not a, such a long career for for <laughs> world championship riders. It's not like it's not like I've been riding, like I've. It's not like I've been racing for such a long time compared to other world championship riders. Yeah, because you're well now. You're obviously 16 years old going into the season at 16 as a rookie, um, which is it's very young, isn't it? <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I just want to add. Um, but, you know, to have achieved and done so much already is bloody impressive. You know, when you go back through the years and you've obviously you've had obviously two years in the rookies, you've done the European Talent Cup, you've raced against some pretty, you know, strong talent. If you go out to 2019, I've literally got on my screen now, um, the European Talent Cup, you know, you've got Eisen Guevara, you've got Fermin Aldeguer, Ivan Ortola, Moreira, Adrian Cruzes, David Munoz, Bellon. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all, and then obviously Fenton Seabright, you know, they're all racing or will race next year in the World Championships. Joshua Watley as well. You know, yeah. you've got some huge talent um, around you and you've been racing against. And obviously the World Championship is probably the next step for your career anyway. Um, but to achieve so much already at such a young age is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. No, I died second there. That was, uh, it's bloody good. <laughs> it's just pretty good like yeah because with the etc last year it was a bit of a funny one because like you said you um you know you did struggle in the first part of the year but then suddenly aragon and her whipped around and you were suddenly you 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 know you turned your season around if it wasn't for david alonso just absolutely wiping the floor with everyone yeah you know it was um yeah as i said in 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 Real was a bit yeah I got knocked off in race yeah. two yeah, and otherwise I could have been on the podium there whatever but then in Portimao we had bot trouble which only put me seventh mm. or eighth in the race and that was a bit disappointing but then after that we we kind of fixed the bike up a bit and yeah after that it went a lot better yeah it looks like it and obviously you did it is a surprise because obviously this year you did considering you said it wasn't too great of a year but you so towards the end of the season you definitely. You know, you found your way with that Moto3 machine in the, obviously, the Moto3 Junior World Championship this year. But you also were riding in the Italian Championship, as you said, on the Beyond. 
Yeah. Which is, correct me if I'm wrong, is a 450cc Moto 3 that, bike? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a 450 Husqvar, uh, 450, 450 Yamaha engine. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. So how how does that 450 at, um, Moto 3 engine, as I've seen in inverted commas, um, com- how does that compare to the, you know, the, say the Honda? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the 450, um, yeah, I, you make it sound kind of like a, it, it's load fast because 450 compared to 258. Massive, it had it? the power. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's not really the case. <laughs> um, the 450 um, makes a lot less revs. It makes 11,200 revs. Is that it? But, but you need to shift at 10,000 because after 10,000, the power drops. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Like the the yeah the most of the power is at ten thousand, so you have to shift at ten thousand. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that's just how the lights on and like a dashboard is set up, so you shift at ten thousand, even though you have more le- more revs left. Mm. On the Moto Three, you have around thirteen thousand five hundred revs, and you shift at the abs- absolute maximum, so you try to rev out to the limit every time. So that's a lot different. Then with the four fifty, you have a little bit more torque, which is yeah. The 450 engine so yeah you have a little bit more torque but then you lose a little bit on the top end because you don't have so much revs right because mm. yeah, that's see a bit where you lack a little bit yeah um it was that i think it was mizano or, or might have been mugello where you were your starts were just bang gone yeah and then by yeah. the time the ktms had caught you on the street they might as well have been riding a 600 because they were just gone yeah um the starts were pretty good, especially Mugello round uh, the 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 first round we had. Yeah. Uh, I always got them at the start, but then um, when we came to round two, Mizano, I didn't full throw at the start. I just I just cut off. I I just I had a normal start. I pushed at the start, but then as soon as we were away, I just cut off the throw because I didn't want to lead. I could have I could have pretty much led every time off the start by most of the most of the races. I just yeah. cut off the throttle a little bit because I did not want to lead because yeah there were other faster guys around me especially in the beginning of the season like Mizano where I couldn't really handle the bike yet because yeah the bike wasn't really behaving how I wanted it to. It was better for me to just stick behind in lap one and let them get the gap and then battle with them instead of battling in lap one and yeah not gapping the rest of the field. So then I'll just cut off the throttle to start how weird that might sound but yeah it's not like junior championship where then you directly get attacked by 10 guys. It was just a leading group of four or five guys all the time, so it was fine. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. At the starts, I could lead, but yeah, then, as 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 you said, uh, the top end lacked a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. the, the grids yeah, as well in that quite evident. Yeah, the grids in that season are quite a lot smaller as well, aren't they? Yeah, but uh, I think the Italian Championship got quite underestimated this year. If you see the top, well, not really the top four in the standings, if you see the top four on the races in which we rode, um, uh, Elia Bartolini, Matteo Batelli, me, and uh, Alberto Sura, that we mm. all move up to Moto3 uh, or Moto2. We all move up to World Championship level. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, because yeah. they're all like outstanding and riders. Most of the year, this is a lot different. It's not every year that, that the level is this high in Italian Championship. If you see next year, all of us are gone, and then yeah, the level drops by a lot. But yeah, mm. this year... The top guys were quite fast, but as you say, it's not really such a big field like in junior championships. So you have not as many as many competitive riders. Yeah, it's not like you have twenty riders. You have like five top ones, which are really fast. But then after that, you don't really have much. And then in the motor three, you have 
like the five top guys who are fast, and then you also have quite a big mid pack who can somewhat stay with that, you know, and you don't really have that there. Yeah, yeah. So, so sorry, go on, Jacob. Yeah, because um, obviously what I was going to say was um, Bartlini did the wild card in Chev in the final round, didn't he? And qualified at front row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bartlini did in Jerez mm. and Bertelli did in Valencia. Yeah, yeah. Bertelli did well. Bertelli and, did really um, well in the um, World Championship as well. It's a good seventeen. Yeah. Um, he was. He was sick. He was six in practice two as well, but then yeah. he crashed in FB three qualifying, which kind of yeah. But yeah, that the level from. of Italian yeah. Championship this year. I think it was the highest it's been for a very long time. Yeah, it won't be that high for quite a long time, I would say. But yeah. So my question would be, following from that, because it's something I've always wanted to know, with the, obviously, the Italian Chiv Championship and you've got the European Chiv Championship, how do they compare to one another? Because obviously, looking out, an outsider looking in would go, oh, well, Zonta's on the podium nearly every race in the CIV and then Zonta's maybe around the top 10 in the Chiev. So Chev is a higher level. Would you say that's correct? Or is it just, you know, what would you say is a higher level? Well, as I said before, Hmm. Um, the the top level in 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 Civ is nothing worse than the one in Civ. Hmm. It's just the mid, the yeah. mid pack level in in Civ is not there. Yeah, there's more depth in Chev. Yeah, basically. yeah. There's like uh, there's like five top guys in Civ, five top guys in Civ, but then there's twenty other riders in Civ who are competitive, and there's maybe two other ones in Civ who are competitive hmm. outside of the top five. So that's a bit different, and then the field in in Sev. So if you see, if you say is the heart is in which championship is the level high, then for sure Sev, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna fight for every point in Sev, haven't you? Yeah, and Sev is just yeah, it's it's more competitive. It's crazy because the amount of riders in that chat in the Chev this year who've got podiums and stuff is mental. And like, for example, as well between David Salvador and fifth, and we'll go way back to okay now. What's going on here? So, David Salvador in fifth. Sorry, I'm having technical issues. And then you go back to, you know, 53 points is 14th place. You know, there's only about 30 yeah. points separating fifth and 14th in the championship. Maybe 40 yeah. points, which is mental. And, you know, you've got yeah. riders all across the field getting podiums from Diego Moreira, obviously uh, Jose Garcia, Asman, won a race, Raider, Ogden. You know, it's, it's, it's such a stacked field. and I do think genuinely that that is a series where you have you can prove yourself. Um, there are riders who who don't excel in the Chev but excel in the rookies, and then vice versa. Ivan Guevara, for example, didn't you know P thirteen overall in the rookies, but then obviously won the Chev. Yeah, like so, a Yeah, a Boazri as well. It's um, it's an interesting. You know the the way to get into the World Championship. It just proves that there's not necessarily one route. You know, you can go via the chip, you can go via the chip, you can go by the rookies. And it's also interesting just to see how riders do across each championship. You know, like Battelle won a race in the rookies and he did very well in the chip as well. And it's just interesting to see how riders do in different championships against different riders, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. As you say, it's not really, it's not always like you perform in all championships sometimes mm. a rider performs in one championship and then in the other championship is a bit lacking yeah i mean like you, you did the rookies obviously for two years yeah what was the reason you left the rookies and do you feel that the rookies you know what did you feel that you were 
you learn from the rookies because it does seem like everybody looking in, you know, it's like it's the place to be. It's where every rider nope. wants to be, you know. No, nope. no. Nope. The <laughs> rookies up. is nope. is Come the on. rookies is the rookies <laughs> is great, great for a starting guy. Yeah, but it's it's like Rueda moving up next year. I'm sorry to say, but there's no point in doing it. The only Thank reason you. to do it is maybe getting uh like promoting your name and getting some extra track time but yeah. for a experienced guy like him who really did two years in junior championship there's absolutely no point in doing rookies yeah i said the exact same so thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah um i would say people quite overrate rookies hmm. i'm not i don't want to talk bad about rookies of course because yeah it's it's an amazing championship but the, the sev is 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 the place to be and not the rookies cup yeah the rookies cup is great to have it on the side especially for more starting guys look at a uh maximo martinez uh i think piquet is moving up it's yeah. perfect yeah these guys are just moving up to motor three they need to get the track time they uh get to see the world championship yeah they they get to see to be in the world championship paddock hmm. they get yeah. to uh ride on different bikes they have a different environment around them. Um, they get to ride on the World Championship tracks. It's great for them. But to have a guy like Rueda, no point. Yeah. yeah. Zero. You shouldn't okay. be stepping back, really, yeah. to an older yeah. machine at the end of the day with yeah. less, you know, less performance. Yeah, yeah. The, people say the rookies is like Motor 3, but it's, it's not at all. The mm. rookies is like ETC. Yeah, because, yeah, well, the fact is, when it was last year, 2020, when David Alonso was absolutely killing it. And he was he was doing the ETC, you know, and Altola as well. There are ETC riders beating Moto three junior world championship riders in the rookies. It yeah, was and you at, obviously you of course as well. Look at um, Guevara. He finished behind me. Yeah, he, I think I finished eighth or something. I think he finished ninth. He finished one place behind me yep. in the standings in twenty twenty. Mm. And yet you were an ETC rider, and he was a junior Moto three world champion. Yeah. He was the World Championship Junior World Championship. It's, it's crazy. It's, uh, it is strange to rookies. Like like I said, it's a great series and it's amazing for riders. But when you see a rider like David Alonso win the rookies as well as he did and then struggle, you know, yes, he did. He got two podiums in the chair and yes, yeah. he was maybe yeah, riding yeah, right. a, a faster bike. Um, <laughs> but, really? you know, it's, <laughs> it's strange to see him do so well in the rookies and then not in the junior world championship but then you see other riders do the opposite uh, i would say the the the, the junior world championship is is better to go off of yeah yeah because the bike is is a lot more towards the actual motor three world championship bikes of course yeah so, yeah course. yeah because yeah. i mean and also if you see the how it how everything works in the rookies compared to how everything works in the in the sev the sev is more towards how it actually works in America Free. So if you are not competitive in the rookies cup, but you are absolutely competitive in the uh Motor Free Junior Championship like Guevara, hmm. it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah and it, it's it. strange because yeah. they say like, oh, you know, the rookies build riders for our championships. But then you've got David Alonso coming in as a rookies championship winner in Mazzano and he's like twenty eighth. Yeah. After getting a front row start in the Chiv. No, in the Chev. Yeah. Literally yeah. like a week before, and you're like, "Huh, <laughs> what's going on?" Yeah, here? no, you shouldn't go back. Like, I, I, I quite rate the rookies in terms of a stepping stone. 
but that's yeah. all it is. Once you've stepped on that stone, it shouldn't resurface. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to start off of, but after that, it's, yeah. It's I think you made the right call not going back, to be honest. It would have been Yeah. Silly. Fantastic. Wasn't really any point anymore. No. Right. Moving on a little bit. Um, so, obviously, you did one year in the Chev Moto 3 series this year. Um, last year, I keep saying this year, and you're yeah, obviously yeah. making a huge, like, this is like a massive step straight into the Moto 2 class, completely skipping Moto 3 World Championship and skipping the Chev Moto 2 series. And obviously, the move has come under quite a lot of criticism, you know, from riders who've raced against you, riders who will race against you, riders, you know, journalists all over online who aren't in your shoes and don't know what it's, you know, they don't know everything the full situation to be fair do you feel that you know how do you feel the move is do you think it's a good move do you think it's a bad move do you think that maybe you're going to be out of your depth and do you think maybe that you've made this move too early um uh well i think it's a good move but yeah, yeah otherwise i wouldn't have done it, it? yeah um, <laughs> yeah you're a bit biased to do. Yeah. yeah um i would um uh, as you say, a lot of criticism, but I wouldn't really say that. Mm. I would, I, I expected a lot more negative yeah. reactions, a lot more, quite a lot, but yeah, quite a lot. I, like on my Instagram, uh, things I saw from on social media, most of them were positive, mm. at least like 80, 90%, but you always Jeez. have, yeah, some guys who, who are not really that positive, you know? Yeah. Um, of course there are some journalists who, yeah, uh, I, I better not mention the name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do it, do it. <laughs> no, we've uh, we've discussed it. Yeah, you know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they are negative, you know. They, but yeah, they they need to get their news. Yeah, they need to get some articles written from something, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was. Very if you see many actually. guys in the paddock, like coaches of riders or uh, team bosses, whatever, most of them were were all positive. Hmm. like none were really like what what the actual f are you doing what what's wrong with you all of them were just positive like yeah it's a good move but yeah it will take time but it's a good move riders i spoke to they were all good and happy and yeah they nobody was really like yeah what's what's wrong in your mind why are you smoking yeah what are you doing <laughs> on that? yeah <laughs> yeah i mean so, yeah. That's, yeah that's good man i mean I got yeah. so many negative messages. Maybe it's different behind closed doors or whatever, but Jesus Christ, the shit I got about it. But, you know, it's good that you're in good spirits anyway and people are being, you know, good to you about it because at the end of the day, it is a fucking... It's a deal you can't really well, it's turn done around. Now. Yeah, yeah, but it, it, you don't have to mention any names, but no, I no, reckon no. most of the people who messaged you were not actual riders. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot of them weren't. There were a few riders that I was a bit surprised yeah, yeah, yeah. by, but, you know, it is what it is. The, I but, think you know most of the people I guess who as you are not riders they they don't know what is actually going on or whatever you know yeah they don't 100%. know the backs or everything so I've, yeah I, I didn't even know any riders were talking shit but yeah, they might yeah, I don't know <laughs> but yeah m- yeah most of the people who 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 talk bad about the move don't are not really included in the racing world if that makes sense yeah so, no I get you I get you yeah that's it I mean. At the end of the day, you know, it is a good move for you and your career. And it's a Dutch team as well. You're a Dutch rider, Dutch team. You know, it means you're not going to have the issue of... Cause many riders are going to a team and have the issue of maybe not, you know, things get lost in translation as well. 
Yeah, uh, the 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 um, the actual team boss is Dutch. Yeah. So, uh, R W stands for his uh his the letter of his first name, the letter of his last name, the first ah. letter. So, but he's not really at the races. But yeah, he's Dutch. Ah, then okay. the team manager is Dutch. Yano, then I'll bring yeah, Yano. Yeah. Uh, then I'll bring one Dutch mechanic. My my cousin, he's been my mechanic since the start of ETC already, since 2018, he's That's been my awesome. mechanic. Nice. We bring him, but then other than that, the whole team is Spanish, ah. Italian, English. My data guy is is uh, Italian, my chief mechanic is Italian, my my, uh, my main mechanic is Spanish. All of them are just from different countries, there's not an actual Dutch team if it comes to the team members, uh, okay. except the team manager then, so yeah. Didn't What's the language in the camp? Do you all speak English? English, or? English, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's good. My my um uh my data guy, my chief mechanic, they they speak Italian with each other hmm. most of the time. But if I if I if I'm talking to them with them, they talk English, of course. But then if I'm not there, they they sometimes talk Italian with each other because it's yeah, it's just a main language. But yeah, most of the time, they we all just speak English. Oh, that's good. That sounds that good. Makes yeah. Sense. And if it's yeah. to each other in Italian, you know, it, it might help. You know. Yeah. So, have any complaints here. obviously, you've already done a test on the bike um, at Portimao. Obviously, the old bike now because it's you've obviously the team is switching back to the Kalex, which yeah. Axel Pons rode a few years ago. So they have got experience with the Kalex in the series. So, what are your initial feelings with the Moto Two chassis, and how do you feel that? Obviously, you haven't read the rode the Kalex yet, so it's quite difficult to be able to translate it over, but. Do you feel that you know you'll be able to gain a bit of an edge with the Kalex, or you know how do you feel about the, the switch to the Kalex and your current feelings of the Moto Two machine? Well, the the, the I had two tests, two times, two days, uh, two days in Portimao. My first test we were just a track day, yeah, and then two days away uh, with uh, yeah the official Moto Two riders and some Moto Three riders. Mm-hmm. Which was pretty good, I'd say, because yeah, in the end that was only three seconds off, and the, my my ideal lap time was zero point eight faster. So, but my ideal lap would have been two point two off, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I was that. very yeah. impressed to be honest. Like, they, yeah, it wasn't with wasn't, respect wasn't to all. any NTS. Uh, yeah, I guess another competitive chassis compared to the Kalex, you know. Yeah, well, uh, I've seen uh, the Kalex in in real life because it's in. Uh, workshop in Loma, which is like an hour from my house. The workshop oh. of the team is there, so oh, we went there the other day, and I, we, I've seen the Calyx, and it looks, it, it it looks a lot more narrow and stuff. It looks more racy. Yeah, yeah of course I haven't tried it yet. I was quite happy with how the NTS felt. I just had a lot of trouble on the rear. If you put a new tire for five laps, it's fine, but then after that, the bike just starts to get so wobbly. Like it just starts to move so much. And I, I said this too much in mechanic. Like I can't, for example, Harev turn five coming out of there. Yeah. I just could not get the bike under control. Like I was just shaking so bad. I was like, yeah, I, I can't ride like this. And then if we put a new tire, it's fine again. But then he said, yeah, we can't change anything about this. It's 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 the bike and especially the suspension. I think for me, which was the main issue, uh, because uh, we don't. We, well, if we would have continued with NTS, we would have ran uh, Olin's. Yeah, mm. we we won't continue. Yeah. So, um, we will not run get erd Olin's. So for me, I, the the main issue was just the rear, which felt like suspension. It felt like the chassis was 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 pretty good, but then yeah, of course I don't know how good it actually is compared to the Calyx, but I don't reckon it's so bad. If you look at riders who moved from 
Calyx to NTS or from NTS to Calyx. It's not like the results changed so much. If you look no. to Sierrin, he moved from Boscoscuro's speed up yeah. to yeah. NTS and yeah, the results didn't really get any better, but he didn't really get any better as well. Yeah, I think he the only just the only rider who get... really made a difference was Joe Roberts, but he was an anomaly as opposed to the yeah. norm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you look at Bo Benchnard, he went from NTS to Calyx. Results didn't really get much better, so I wouldn't say the the, the bike is too bad. But yeah, of course, I haven't, um, I haven't had to test the the Calyx yet, so uh, it's 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 difficult to say. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine it is. I mean, what do you, what are your expectations for this year? Do you have any hopes for it, or are you feeling like, you know, it's just a year of learning kind of thing? Just a just a a year of learning. Mm. Just learn the tracks, learn the guys, and just get to know the bike. And yeah, try to finish as many races and yeah, that's yeah, good. try and make some progress. It's a two year deal you've got, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's advantageous because obviously, especially with your age as well, you just you've got a free year basically of yeah picking up everything, doing it your way, your pace, etc. Yeah, for sure, two year deal. Yeah, fair play. That's good. Otherwise, we wouldn't have moved. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so, if that move didn't actually come about, what would you have done? Would you do? Would you have tried for the Meta Three Junior World? No, the World Championship. Meta World 3, Championship. Or? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. We had uh, many, well, I wouldn't say many, I don't know really. Uh, I think some people think this was a bit of a desperate move because we had nowhere else to go or whatever. Mm. But we had plenty of Moe 3 contracts on the table to to possibly make a switch to Moe 3. Oh, okay. So That's it's good. not like we had no no opening in Moe 3. We had, if we wanted to move to Moe 3, we could have moved to Moe 3 as well. Yeah. With, with some so, good yeah. squads as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, well. yeah. Like you wouldn't go, you wouldn't have been with a B team, so yeah. Well, of course we we were meant to go with SRT, which was the A plan. Yeah. And then now uh, kind of went into the bin, isn't it? Um, yeah. Then um, we had a couple of B plans to like go to Murphy with different teams, not necessarily bad teams, but it wasn't the main plan. So then my dad kind of my dad and just kind of went to think outside the box of my uncle and they came up with this mode two plan. And then first it was for the Sev, hmm. for the Sev mode two. But then it came up like, why not the world championship? Why not do straight to world championship? Cause you can do Sev, you have seven or eight races, some on GP tracks, but not all, hmm. or you go on the world championship. You have 20 rounds all on world championship tracks with the fast guys. You learn a lot more. Yeah, if you, you see so much. if you see Fallon and Alonso, Alonso was the better rider. Mm. If I just say it, just just in general. Yeah. For me, Alonso was the better rider. Lorenzo made the switch to World Championship one year earlier than Alonso. Alonso did a wild card, and he's a minute behind uh, Fallon in the race. Mental. You Bonk, see how much how much you learn in in the World Championship compared to Sev is crazy, and then, that's why we were like, yeah, why not the World Championship? Yeah. Then. The, the sea open and they yeah it, it came up and yeah then we just kind of went for it yeah. if you've yeah, got the mean... opportunity take it don't it? you know it's just yeah. it's not like like 99 of riders if someone puts a world championship ride in front of you you have to at least seriously consider it you can't just yeah. dismiss it yeah we would have we wanted to go to to world championship anyway for, yeah first of course motor free that was a plan but then 
the SLT plan went out, then yeah, this came up, and we had, as I said, some other Moto3 plans, but yeah, this was, yeah, the better thing, especially with how I'm growing, not yeah. just only, like, growing speed-wise, but also, like, actual growing, like, I... how tall I'm getting, it wasn't really yeah, any point really going in Moto3 and just getting absolutely reeled on the streets again, like this year. Yeah, like, yeah, your teammate... no chance. Yeah, like, your teammate, Barry Balters, had to switch to Moto2, because, you know, he was getting yeah. tall. And he's, yeah. he's a fucking unit, that guy. He's bloody huge. He's still only yeah. 17, man. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah you're, both, you're both well tall. It's massive. Like, yeah. It's, just, it's outrageous. It's, it's probably yeah. a good thing that you're both the same height, I think. Yeah, they, it's good. Only no benefit a team, you know. Um, but you make you made a really, really good point, actually, about Lorenzo Fellon. Because, um, you know, he started the season at Qatar in, like, the back. He was backfield. He's a back marker, full back marker. And then by the end of the year, he was qualifying top 10s. He was in the Q2s yeah. quite a lot. You know, it just shows how fast he developed, you know, from, yeah. to come from the back of the grid to being, you know, he still didn't score any points, which sucks because actually genuinely he was absolutely phenomenal by the end of the year. Mm. Um, and, you know, like other riders like, you know, Jason DePasquier, obviously, you know, he yeah. didn't score any points in his first season. And then he was getting P7s this year, obviously. Yeah, and you know he's he could have gone on to get podiums. I'm absolutely sure of that. Yeah, and it just shows how fast the world championship is, and how quickly it can force a rider into developing into being a you know class rider. You know, yeah, single swimming at the end of the day. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a question. Um, the your Moto three deal for 2020. Do you want to take us through a little bit of that, like the in terms of what you had in 2021 with... yeah 2021 <laughs> sorry you know I'm, I'm just i'm stuck in the, to like 2019 yeah uh well i don't know anything about contracts I, I, I don't get told how much i get paid how much we have to pay i don't know anything about that so i can't really bring you into any detail of that all i know is that we were meant to get the c and srt we were about to sign um the deal um, probably being teammates with Asman. Mm. Um, but then, um, as my dad was in contact with Johan Stiegerfeld to sign the contract, he was like, yeah, 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 we have to wait. Some things are, yeah, something is happening and we have to wait. And my dad was like, yeah, is it, be- is it because you, got- you guys don't want Zonta anymore? Or is it something else? And he was like, no, 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 we do want Zonta. It's just something, something else has come up and we need to fix this. And that was like maybe two weeks before the whole Petronas is quitting with SRT came out. Yeah. So that that all developed really, really quickly. In like two weeks' time, it, all it was gone. Because yeah. Asman signed the deal. I, I don't know if that's public information. Sorry if it's his. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. Asman signed the deal, you know. Um, yeah. He was meant to move up with the yeah. Jonas squad. And, yeah, it just hit yeah, the fan, um, really. Obviously, in the in your Chev season as well, you had some SRT back in. Is that correct? Like in terms kind of, of yeah. like yeah, you had an old uh, SRT chassis, and you yeah. were meant to get Mark Woodage, who was at the time uh, meant to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, meant to, <laughs> who at the time was Jake Dixon's uh, John McPhee's John McPhee's crew chief. Uh, sorry, yeah, and he moved to Dixon. Dixie, yeah. That's right, but uh, obviously that didn't develop as much as as we you would have liked, obviously. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. can you tell us like a little bit about that as much as you can? Um, well, we as you say, we got some backing from SLT, 
not from actual patrons because many people yeah. some people say we go back from patrons but yeah patrons That's... is just a sponsor of srt so yeah. we got some backing from srt like uh uh some bike parts chassis um as you say we were meant to have mark woodich with us all the races um <laughs> but then uh so i guess yeah bike wise we had support from them yeah um just like yeah as you say mark was meant to be there every round when that really that didn't really go to plan was it yeah, yeah as it was you, meant you to be so one, that was didn't good. i want to say sorry didn't you run for one or two rounds in the end wasn't it um uh, he was at Aragon. Yeah. He was at Barcelona. Yeah. Mizano kind of is. He wasn't at the, in our box, you know. It was just there. The race BA was there working for Petronas. Yeah. Um. I well, uh, Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a shame, I think, because you made a it's noticeable like two or three step. rounds. Yeah. Like you, you made a noticeable step from Aragon and Barcelona, like with him in your box. And yeah, it's frustrating. We made we made a step in Barcelona, and then we made an even bigger step in in Jerez. But that was because um, we were meant to have Mark with us in Jerez as well, but he wasn't there. Then um, um, you might know him, Josef. He is um, the data guy for Snipers last year. Now he's moving. Yes, he I was the data guy from Snipers and in the World Championship, and the data guy for Otola and Noah Detweiler in the junior championship for mta next he's moving with mta to the world championship mm. um he was at the sev rounds um uh, and then in Jerez he helped us a lot he looked at our day he gave us some feedback and and we basically we started the scene with the setup of mcfee basically mm. and we came to the point in 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 valencia where i just said i can't ride this bike I can't do anything with the bike. If I try anything, I tuck the front. I save on the elbow, but I tuck the front. It chatters away. It tucks. I can't do anything. And then we came to Barcelona and we fixed it a little bit. But then we thought we fixed it and we put a new tire. And I, I remember this. So I break into turn one. I turn it in and the front end chatter like mad. And I came to the box. I was like, yeah, it's impossible to ride. And then... In Jerez, we went the complete opposite way this up. I was like, yeah, this is just not working. Then Josef came and helped us, and we went basically the opposite way, the way he goes, the way mm. he went with his riders, the way he went with Minya and Sura and Salach, the way he, yeah, yeah, he sets up the bike, and it was so much better. Then in Jerez, much better. Well, the result was a bit meh, but I didn't have any luck in Jerez. So <laughs> but, uh, the pace was a lot better in Jerez. Um, in Mizano, the pace was really good, but yeah, I couldn't do anything on the straight. So that was a bit of a shit, yeah. well, not shit result, but this result wasn't great. But yeah, the pace was there. So yeah, then, then it kind of all turned around. So yeah, yeah, I see a lot of. Uh, if you see my 2019 season, the ETC, it kind of it's it's kind of the same season I had this year in the junior championship. I start off in the back, then in the end I'm in the front, and then the the year after I would be. Yeah, in 2020, I was fighting for the championship in ETC, you know. I, I kind of see a lot of familiar things between my 2019 season in ETC and my 2021 season in junior championship. Yeah. Start off in the back and then improve the bike, and I could... Because, yeah, yeah, I agree. it just wasn't easy for me to book at the bike. I, I couldn't do what I wanted to. And then in the end, we kind of fixed that a little bit. I, I got on myself, and I just 
yeah, I got I got back into my rhythm and yeah, and then it, it, it all kind of turned around. Yeah, I remember you telling me about um, when you'd found that new setup that yeah. Joseph had put on there for you. Um, and yeah. I remember how positive you were talking about it and how you yeah. actually ride the bike how you know within reason how you wanted. Yeah, it was it was it, it was just way bad. Changed just straight like that, and then all of a sudden then, you were up ten, fifteen places. It's... Yeah, and Carefa was already like in the front group bad, and even though in race one I had to get I had to get from thirtieth place in lap one because I got tagged, yeah. I, I dropped all the way back to thirtieth, and I finished like nine for something. Yep. Yeah, that yeah. was amazing for yeah. for, for, for that. Following your season. progress, and I was just yeah. like, oh, twenty first, oh, fifteenth, oh, oh my god, he's in yeah. the top ten. Yeah, yeah that was. I had a bit of luck there with the crash of the other guys, but yeah. Then, yeah. You make your own luck at the end of the day. That's the way you see yeah, it. It kind of all just turned around the end of the season. So, yeah. It was really, like, I was very happy you found the setup because you couldn't continue how you were. It just yeah. wasn't working. Yeah. Uh, it definitely was not. It's funny you mentioned Joseph, actually, because my phone has literally just blinked to the, fo- the notification of him liking a photo on Instagram. <laughs> just quite funny. Um, it's like Beetlejuice. You said his name yeah. too many times. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but um yeah, so next question would be obviously your dad, um, Jurgen, um I think I nice. shit the names. <laughs> yeah, um you're, he's obviously an ex Grand Prix rider and oft, and often, very often actually shows his support for you on social media. Whenever I'm on Twitter, he's his name's always there like way. Um but he's also like very nervous, you can tell. <laughs> How much of an influence has he been on your racing career? And without his support and background, do you think you'd be racing currently? Yeah, well, I get that question often and I'm sorry to say, but I find it a little bit stupid. Sorry. Because with... No 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 no, no, no <laughs> nothing aimed at you because you, you can't know. Yeah. But from my point of view, uh well a question I get more is what did you learn from your dad mm. racing wise? And I just, I just say everything, but nothing, kind of, because yeah. without him, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have ridden, mm, probably. Yeah. But I didn't learn anything from him. But in the end of the day, he was there for me always. He was there for me, for me from the start. He, he was the guy in the beginning. Of course, it was just us two. It was my dad in the van, and we went riding. And, but this was all like on the NSF 100 still. And mm. he teached me my riding style and everything. So he teached me everything. So yeah, the question which I get asked quite often, yeah, what did you learn from your dad? Yeah, everything. Because he was the one who teached me racing. He yeah. was my coach. He was my, he he, he brought me to, to all the races. He he got the bike ready. He did everything. So yeah, in the end, yeah, without my dad, I, I would not have been riding now. And if I did, I probably wouldn't be this good because yeah, I, I, he he's been my coach all the time now. So yeah, fair play. Yeah. I mean, um, what what would you want to do? What would you think you'd have done with your life if you weren't a motorbike racer? Motocross, but yeah, without <laughs> uh, probably without my dad, I wouldn't have did motocross either. So yeah. gone to school. Go, and, going I, back, I, not, or... I, I wanted to be a mo- I wanted to be a professional motocrosser. If if you see like when I when I talked about stuff I wanted to do in the future when I was a kid, I yeah. always said I wanted to be a motocross rider, professional yeah. motocross rider. Well, makes sense. But then, yeah, in the end, it, it, it kind of became a professional racer. Well, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, going back to that, in terms of like what we said about your dad, um, obviously he rode five hundreds. You know, he rode two strokes for the bulk yeah. of it. Um, what if anything from that has he been able to like translate over to current racing for you, like in terms of what he could teach? 
well, he he especially when I when I was like before he he he's quite a good mechanic. He was still more mechanic this year, uh, so he always works on the mic for me. Um, he gets my bikes ready, etc. Then of course he knows how to teach me the riding. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Now, obviously, he knows how style. to read data. He was my data guy this year because yeah, Mark was meant to be, the, but he wasn't. So he was my data guy this year as well. Yeah. Um. So he 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 because he raced so long and you have some racers like me who are not a mechanic owl. They, I I I'm not really interested in the mechanic side of things. I don't really want to be a mechanic. But he was he was interested in the riding and the mechanic side of things, which is really helping me now, because without that, we, yeah, it would have been a lot harder for me to get it. Because then, yeah. Yeah, I mean... How like, would I get my bikes ready and everything? In terms of, like, riding style, like... In, yeah, you know, well, no, if you today. look... um, wow, um, If you look my riding style when I absolutely first started, I'll send uh, a picture to you guys later so you guys can see a bit of you. Because yeah. I don't, of course, can't. Um, <laughs> my riding style was motocross mm. on a race bike. It was the head. It was like old school. The head on the tank, bike pushing down. I got, I got massive lean angles. Don't worry about that. It's just I didn't lean off the bike at all. On my first three days of riding, already I think on day one, it's my first day racing, racing. Day one, I already been there like three times. But to <laughs> me, this was really normal because I came from motocross, and <laughs> yeah. in motocross, it's not really special to crash three times a day. You just, especially when you're a little kid and you ride like sand tracks and you're on a small track, 65 to see no speed. You just go into the turn, you just lose the front, or you you go over a berm and you just fall over. So mm. I, I crashed three times in racing, like something like that, and it was not special for me. It was really normal. I just pick up the bike and I go. Yeah. But you know yourself in racing, even for small guys, it's it's not normal to crash in in racing. If, if well, yeah, it's not normal to crash in motocross as well. But it, you crash a lot more often in motocross than you do in racing. Yeah. So that kind of helped me a lot in my first part of racing. Because yeah, when I crash, I just pick up the bike and I go again. I wasn't I wasn't scared of of crashing or anything. Which which in the end, yeah, does 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 quite help if you're not really scared of yeah. of crashing. Because yeah, in the beginning, I I did I did crash. Because I didn't properly know how to ride a bike. Then, as you say, with the riding style, if my dad teaches me that um, a lot, if you see my riding style now, if I, if I say so myself, I have one of the nicest riding styles of, especially if you look at the ETC um, Junior Championship. I, I, I really like my riding style, and we've really worked really hard on that in the, my beginning of racing. Yeah. On the NSF 100, put a camera on the bike, watch my riding style. My dad say to me, you have to do this. He showed me the footage of what I'm doing wrong, and we just kept improving my riding style. And now, yeah, now my riding style is 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 quite good, I'd say. And yeah, if you see compared to other guys, some some people just don't have a nice riding style, and that yeah. is something we started with right from the get go to get a nice riding style, and yeah, it kind of succeeded. Yeah, it is. It's a big bike style, basically. So yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, just, it was a more, uh... It looked a bit bulky, but yeah, it was just. Yeah. Yeah. It was more big, concerned big, yeah. of like obviously today it's all like elbows down, you no, know, yeah, getting lean right off the bike. But back in your dad's day, it was upright. Yeah. You know, didn't even have elbow sliders. Yeah, but uh, obviously, if you can read the data, the data stays the same at the end of the day, doesn't it? Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's very useful. Yeah, it's good. Um, I've got a question. I'm very intrigued to ask you because myself and quite a lot of people are very against this. 
Um, it's about the new rule age limits. Um, with obviously Moto GP, Moto Two, and Moto Three being moved to being eighteen plus as of I think next year. Yeah. This without obviously now you've gone through, you're fine obviously because um you weren't affected by these limits. But how do you think? Because obviously you would have to do two more years in the chat if it wasn't because of these rules. If you were affected by them. Do you think these rules are good for future riders um, and limiting, obviously, injuries, crashes and fatalities? Or do you think that it's bad and will hamper riders' careers? Um, to expand before you answer, um, I do think that it'll be really good for the now the junior GP. I think it will be um, incredible for that series. I think that series will really flourish because of the rules. But I just wanted to get your thoughts because, obviously, for you, if you had to do World Championship at 18, you know, you're spending the next two seasons in uh, the junior GP again. Well, um, um, I think in if you look in ten years, mm. it's good. Mm. But right now, it's not good. Um, the reason they say they do it is to get less fatalities with all the 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 stuff we had happening this year with all the horrible accidents and the the, the consequence of that. Yeah. Um, that's not going to get fixed at all, and they know that. They know that. They they of course say. They do the, the this this rule to get rid of of the fatalities, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but they they know themselves it's not going to get fixed. But they have to do something. Mm. They can't just sit around and do nothing. I reckon in ten years, if like all the age limits are normal, because then because it kind of starts to affect you from ten years on to eighteen. You know. Yes. Yeah. Things all on change. So in eight years. I reckon it's fun because if you see now, in eight years you'll have younger riders, um, but they have more time to develop themselves. Um, they have more time to work in their social life as well. Because if you see many Spanish riders now, they just quit school directly, and maybe things like this, maybe they get a little bit less. So riders have are a little bit more developed before they get into bigger class of racing. Mm. I think that's good, but the for now. And for the reason they do it, as you say, I'm 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 also completely against that. To be honest, yeah, because I think that it's I'm going to be controversial. Here. I don't think they say obviously it's to you know stop the fatalities, but it's to stop yeah. kids dying on racetracks. You know, they've not done anything to that affects the bikes and affects the racing to yeah, slow down the gas. You see, you see um, that you. Um, uh, you you cannot get rid of the accidents we had this year. No. If you see, they they the all of the fatalities happened not because they crashed, not because they are unexperienced, mm. not because they make a mistake and they they crash and and they they hurt themselves. It's all because they crash and get run over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pasquier gets run over on top of a hill blind. Yeah. Um, Milan crashed on lap one or two with a whole pack behind him. Yeah, blind for the other riders behind because there were other riders in front. Yeah. Uh, well, we we don't know how Finales crashed, but it was also in in one of the first laps, wasn't it? Yeah, it was so in also, early in Haraf, yeah. and it was yeah, there was yeah, a yeah, huge yeah. pack of like ten riders. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Like four. Like, yeah, so it's all because they get hit, and you can't really do anything about that. No. It's so they they move the age. All you will do is is instead of saying, uh, 
this guy um, had a fatal crash when he was 15. You mm. just say this guy had a fatal crash when he was 17. Mm. That's all that happens. Nothing, yeah. nothing else. And but you can't really do anything about the fatalities. You can you can say yeah they they didn't do anything about making the racing less close. But if you see how Dupasquier crash, blown on top of the crest, couldn't do anything about it, even though if, if racing would not be that close, wouldn't matter. Yeah, yeah it's um, a, yeah. Milan first, first or second lap. You can't get it uh, if you say the racing is too close. Yeah, but it's a first or second lap. It's for sure it's close. Same for Vignal. It's just unlucky. Mm, it's, it's just luck. It's yeah, yeah. It, it's just been a yeah, a bad year that comes to the accidents, an absolutely horrible year, which should not have happened. Yeah. But we can't really do anything about it. It's, it's the risk we live in now. And yeah, mm. it, if you see now, this year has been really bad with the accidents compared to other years. I reckon next year, well, I reckon I, I fucking hope it would, I, it won't be as bad as this year. Mm, I do as well. It was no, like, pretty if it, like if the... it is, if next year is again, is again as bad as this year. I reckon the sport will make a big turn, but I don't mm. think it will be nearly as bad. Because yeah. how many how many years ago was was it when we had uh, a last fatal crash in in racing? Louis Long, twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah so, that's what I mean. It's it's, well, it's like, four that's years. In GP anyway. I'm not yeah, sure yeah, about yeah. The yeah, maybe in like small oh, jump. Yeah, I'm not sure about. Uh, Andres Perez, wasn't it? Yeah, Andres Perez. Was ah, the next yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, he got hit as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, like, I, I'm I, not sure how that happened. But I, I've I think said it before, and I'll say it again. I think it's a good start, and I think the hope is that you were slightly more mature and not taking as many risks. But at the, on the flip side of that, I think maturity in racing comes from racing with others. So it's a yeah, but, six of one, half a dozen of the other job. Yeah, but what does maturity matter in the accidents that happened this year what would it change yeah Yeah. i'm not saying they would have prevented any of these accidents but i'm thinking i think the hope is that it does help you in the future which yeah which is it's a good start i think but it's not the answer yeah like at the end of the day like i i like it i i'm i'm okay with it i don't hate it I also think they need to do slightly more. Like reducing the grid sizes in ETC was a bigger step for me. Yeah, that was yeah, massive. Yeah, yeah. it's it's sure. a, it's a weird one um, because in the day these crashes can happen. You know, Marcus Simicelli only had two riders behind him, and it was again it's a freak accident. Um, it's just with the game changers, you know, you've got riders who I'm going to be straight here. Some riders have managed to get in the world championship through sheer luck. And if if they say had to do the you know the junior world championship for one more year, they probably wouldn't be racing now because they couldn't afford it. You know, so for riders right now to have to do two extra years, for example, in the junior world championship could end them and then their careers early. Yeah. Um. But going on like the Alonso. Yeah, Alonso exactly. You know, um, I can pick another few riders out, but I think they wouldn't appreciate me saying their names. Um. <laughs> But we go on the maturity of riders, and I want to ask you a question, actually. That, you know, you've raced against this rider. We mentioned him on the podcast a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob knows. What are your thoughts on David Munoz and his riding style? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that says it all. <laughs> yeah, that says enough, doesn't it? Um, well, um, too crazy. Yeah. If uh, you see what he did um, 
two Kells are in Kharef, just oh, absolutely, yeah. oh, absolutely smashing him on the straight like yeah, what but are you doing? It was all Kelso all year long, and then he smashed into Mazzano as well. And yeah, like, what the fuck, dude? Joe was not happy about that. <laughs> no, I, I spoke. I spoke to uh, I spoke to Joe a lot in Mizano and uh, yeah, he's got uh, some choice words, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beginning with a C. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, as you say, uh, I think Munoz. Yeah, but uh, uh, does does any of you know what happened with Munoz in Valencia? I was in yes. Valencia. I know. Wait, I, one sec. I was in Valencia yeah. on, on Thursday. I was watching there because. Um, my dad and and cousin were were in Valencia, but they had to get the engines out of the bike and get all some type of parts and leave in Valencia. So we were, we were there a day early before we went to Jerez. Hmm. I was watching the whole day in in Valencia. I watched every session. There was one red flag, but at that point, one rider in front of us at turn eleven crashed. He high sided the bike was on like the green. So I thought the red flag was because of that. Hmm. Then later on the day or the next day, I see. This happened. Munoz crashed on the straight, something like this. But I didn't see any of it. Yeah, yeah. So he, he somehow decked it on the straight. I just obviously. I just, yeah, but so, how? Yeah, what so, happened? I know what happened. Yeah, um, knows. So Munoz was on the straight. The the flag for the end of the session had gone out, and a oh. rider was on the straight going a bit slower, and Munoz basically just piled into the back of him because Munoz was going full pelt, um, and. Uh, the other rider wasn't, and the flag was already out, so the rider was going slow because the, the flag was out. And from what I've been told, you know, I don't know fully how truthful this is, but from what I've been told by riders who are on track, etc., um, he basically hit him full pelt after the flag. Yeah. When they should they both crash? Um, yeah, I believe they both went down. I'm not sure. Yes. I've seen, yeah, I've right, seen yeah. so many photos of Zonta. No. Sonta of uh, <laughs> Munoz's bike that smashed a bit, but yeah, they both. Crashed. Yeah, I didn't see any of that either. I have you not I seen the photo? On, um, no, I, I didn't see anything. I, I saw. Um, I I I read an Instagram story of what's his name again? Um, um, uh, Mr. Mushroom who rode for Kadoza in the last race hmm. as well. Mr. Um, Mushroom. Yeah, Mr. Mushroom. He looks like oh a yes, Feroli is it? The Italian? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, the one who normally rode for Australian ETC, but yeah. he rode for Cordoza. I know exactly what you time. mean. I can't remember his fucking Morelli, name. Morelli. Uh, Morelli. 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 Yeah. Morelli, that's oh, it. Sorry, I just had to recover from that. He looks like a mushroom. Fucking <laughs> 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 I saw a little Instagram story of him. He said, like, yeah, the bike was was broken of Munoz. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see actual pictures. Check your Instagram. Yeah. I just sent that oh, over it now. It was fucked. Wait, let me, let me check real quick. Yeah. Um, he's just... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's uh sorry it for the audio pretty... listeners. <laughs> oh my god. Like a... Oh that fucking finished me off, I did, sorry. I got a tear in my eye. Because <laughs> the he mushroom does... guy. He does that. He does now now that you think about it, he does, doesn't <laughs> yeah. he? Yeah. It's the mushroom guy. <laughs> yeah, now you've said it, mushroom I can't man. unsee it. <laughs> yeah. But now you see what happened with the Munoz there, um... Yeah. But yeah, Do you know like, who he slammed into, or you're not meant to say? I don't know. Genuinely, I have yeah, no idea. I, nobody seems to know. I, I guess yeah. the only guy who knows is the one who got fucking piled into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, weird... but nobody posts anything on Instagram about, like... No. Like, if, if I, if I would have... Yeah. yeah. I, I think, think they just yeah, took yeah, him the yeah. back and kicked yeah. the fuck out of him. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I really am interested to see how he does next year. I freaking had an argument with him, Munoz, the other week, actually, about it. Um, but... You know, I even said to him, you need to bloody calm down, mate. And then he goes and does that at Valencia. 
I really am going to be very surprised how he does next year. I don't want to talk shit about him, of course, especially, you know, I don't want to put your name on the line if you want me to not, if you want me to shut up and cut this all out. But, um, you know, I'm I'm really, 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 really intrigued to see how he does next year. Oh, he's a fast rider. Oh, he's, he's unbelievable. He is, he is a future world champion. I have no doubt in my mind he'll be a future world champion. Also, I, I, I can't, I, I'm quite good friends with him, I'd say. Yeah. Because I, I rode Rookers with him. Did mm. I? I don't know. Did I? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I think so. I don't know. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 I did. Yeah, last yeah. year, yeah. Yeah. So I spoke with him sometimes. Also in the junior championship, when I see him, we almost, we all just have a, well, not really a little chat because he doesn't really speak any English. But yeah, we just say hi to each other and everything. I met him in Portimao because he was in Portimao as well, the, 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 uh, the MoGP race weekend. Mm. I think it was like there for a contract or I don't know. Um, but so yeah, I, I, I'm I'm off track. He's he's quite nice to it's me. He's a nice kid, isn't he? It's always if, the way. Though, well, isn't not it? to everyone. If <laughs> I reckon, if you if you chat to, if you chat to Kelso, probably yeah, 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 a different yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's. I reckon he'd like... have a little bit of a different opinion. But to me, he's nice. Also on track, he's alright to me. Mm. But yeah, I reckon if you meet him in like a last lap battle in a race or oh. things he, does, he did to to Kelso is it, just is it's, it's unacceptable. And if you do that next year in the World Championship, you you might just yeah you get like race bans yeah. this year. Like yeah, exactly. He's already think, got a name for himself, and oh. I think the fact that he's starting going to be starting late in the season will actually help him. I don't. Because I think he, it'll fire him up more to do better. But no, yeah, no. What I mean is, he's not going to be fucking grabbing penalty points for three races, you know? Mm. He's going to be a, almost a clean slate halfway through the season. So he's going to get warnings yeah. before they start saying, look, fucking stop it now. like, Because they will, because you can't continue like that. Like if, if someone yeah. rides, because it's, it's so frustrating because it's like, he's so quick. He is rapid, if you remove like, the fire, do you remove the rider? That's the other, if and are, isn't it? Hmm. Yes, so I want to turn it back onto Zonta before we end this podcast because we are running quite long. Um, yeah, I told obviously you're racing. You're racing against some some older riders. Uh, some riders in their like mid thirties. Riders are like twenty years older than you. Um, you've also got some like younger riders as well. Do you feel that riding with guys more than double your age will be difficult for you? Do you feel it's like I don't know? How does that make you feel? Don't care. Fair <laughs> I don't care. Cool. I don't no. care if they're if they're ten year old. I don't care if they're fifty. I don't care if they're twenty. I don't care if they're forty. Nice. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. They just someone. And it's just a number. Well, it depends if if you're a four year old man, you're into sixteen year olds. Age is not just a number, but just <laughs> for race and age is just a number. <laughs> if, yeah, for me, for me, I don't, I don't, I don't care who I'm riding against. Of course, you have. I guess in a higher respect for the world championship riders, yeah, compared to some new junior world championship riders, for example, yeah, like rookie junior championship riders who you don't know. I guess you have less, well, less respect you for than uh, a professional Moto two rider, even though you always have respect for other riders, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, so I guess in in that way, it's a little bit different for me to ride against them. But in the end, uh, I don't, I don't really mind who I'm riding against. Uh, if if I'm battling with someone. Uh, even though it's my, it's my best friend in the in the paddock, even though it's my it's my worst enemy, even though I don't really have any. Yeah, I get you. Okay. For me, I'm especially in the Sev paddock. I'm 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 quite good mates with with anyone in the paddock. 
Mm. Well, of course you can't be mates with everyone. Yeah. But if you see like many guys, um, for example, like uh, Alonso, even though I was battling with him, like blood and teeth in the end of DTC, of course. <laughs> if I see him, we, we had a lot of chats this year. We just see each other in the paddock and we just chat for like 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah. It's, yeah, we just we just talk about weather. Most most of racing, of course, but yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you're, um, like, you're all the, around the same age in the chair and all, like, you know, yeah. work into a common Yeah, but goal. you have many riders who are, like, just as an example, Kelso Munoz, who don't want to talk to each other. They <laughs> they, they don't even want to get, come near each other. But if I if I see Kelso, I'll chat with him. If I see Munoz, I'll chat with him. I don't really have any any, any enemies in, the, in their paddock, which is, which is quite nice. Of it's course, nice, you'll have yeah. less friends in the World Championship Valley because I know less people there. So that'll yeah. be a bit different. But, yeah, if I see the guys I, I rode with, the last couple of years, it's uh, I've, yeah, it's all, it's all been fine to be honest. It's weird seeing like who some riders are mates with. Like when you see like Joe Kelso hanging around with Lorenzo Della Porta, and you're like, huh? Yeah, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> Danny Dan Guevara and and stuff. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a it's weird like, connection, uh, but it makes um, sense. It's just a really yeah. weird Holgado connection. and Aldegar are good mates. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah, Holgado is one of the guys who not many people chat with in the paddock. He seems like he's, a good kid, though. He seems nice. Yeah, he's, probably he's nice, but only he, like... he doesn't really chat to so many people on the paddock. Hmm. He, I don't want to see. I don't want to say he's full of himself, but he's a bit of. He's very driven. Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Term basically, but then if I see him in the paddock, he's quite nice. He, he always just says hi to me, waves a hand, have a little chat. And hmm. if I'm honest, I think a lot of this is also because when I did so well in the ETC. I gained a lot of respect with many riders, but I still stayed nice to them. Mm. Yeah. Like, because of course I I was I was no one in the paddock before, but then in the ETC, of course, I started to perform well, and then yeah, even though I started to perform well, I didn't really I didn't really get on top of myself. If that makes sense, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, quite a lot of that transfers into, for example, a Hogado still just yeah. Even though now he. He was in the top of the junior championship. I was in the back in the junior championship in the beginning. He still just he was still nice to me, you know. He and yeah, uh, mm. I reckon this is well, this will be a bit different him. next year because many people don't know me there. But I reckon we with some time in yeah. I, it's it's quite nice that now with with me moving up, some of my friends are moving up as well, like like Kelzo, yeah. uh, Watley. I, I I talked. I'm already mates with Josh for like three years now. Josh is yeah. a good kid. I like Josh. A little bit mm. less with Kelzo. I um I I had I, I talked to him a lot in Mizano, but before mm. that, not really so much. Then I had I talked a little bit with him in Valencia, but I wasn't really there for long. So, yeah, but it's nice to have guys like that moving up. Yeah, with, with me at the same year. So I, I yeah, you have some people in the bag you can reach out to, you know, or like when you have a day off between races or whatever, you you can just go and do something with your friends instead of. Being there alone and not knowing anyone. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That's going to help. Good, you. Yeah. Um, yeah. One last question from me before I pass the mic to Jacob and ask if he wants anything. Um, I haven't got anything to crack on. Oh, sick. Um, which rider are you most looking forward to racing this year? And which rider are you least looking forward to racing this year? Well, one sec. Let me quickly get an entry list. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> Wonder why I'm racing this year. Hmm. <laughs> Shit. List <laughs> Just have a list, you know. Just make it a little bit easier. Yeah. Then. Um. Um, GP. Oh, that's a bit big. Yeah. Um. Well, that's oh, for the future. Um, I think SDK would be a freaking good one to race. 
I, 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 I didn't really talk much to him. I, talk, I talked to him a little bit in Portimao because he was riding there as well. Yeah, when was, I was yeah. testing there, he was testing as well. And I, I chat to him a little bit, mm. but it was already on the day before went riding. And he was really nice. He's a freaking... Yeah. That he guy is, is cool honestly one of the I nicest like guys. Yeah, he was so nice. Just laugh and then just... Yeah. yeah. I reckon he, after a good race weekend, having a little beer and then just... Well, not me, because I'm on yeah. the red. Yeah, you can't say that. <laughs> no, no. Having a fizzy know, drink. After race weekend, after race weekend, I reckon he's... He, yeah, just... A he's such a chill guy to just meet with. and Yeah. yeah. He was when we had right, him. Um, he was just so relaxed. I, I can't say enough. That's what I'm least looking forward to. Yeah, that's a, uh, Fanati, I think. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Fanati. I'm gonna say. Oh, actually, Joe, you know, I think you've taken it. It'd need to be Fanati or possibly Aaron Canet, because Canet is a hard racer. Yeah, but I wouldn't be riding with Canet. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have aspirations and all that. <laughs> Be a bit weird if that one. Maybe be weird. practice. Be fucking, like, that would be a hell of a performance <laughs> if you do manage to actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I'm not sure about Zarconi. I mm. think he's a little bit of a. Oh, he's tough. Yeah. Yeah, a hard one to race as well. Mm. But yeah, I don't know really because I haven't really ridden with him, of course. No. Um, on on the surface, just, yeah. No, but that's just because of his, his yeah, record. Yeah. Not great reputation, if you see that. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I, the... When I was riding in. In in Spain, four weeks ago, something he was there as well, riding an R one. Oh wow! Yeah, then he was all nice and good, and he was riding a lit with him on track because he passed me, and <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really anything crazy. He passed me like a absolute yeah. No, I mean when the helmet comes off, he seems like a really nice guy, but when the red mist comes up, he's like, Bwah. yeah, yeah. Aside yeah. from, I think I think incident. he has matured a lot compared yeah. to the things he's done before. Because if you see this, he was one of the nicest guys in Moto three. If it comes to battling. Yes, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's so bad. No, I think he's so, scared to be honest. Of yeah, you know, fucking like when he took that long lap penalty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he's just he's overly cautious now, and I think he needs yeah. to think. Cause, like he only had one incident this year, which you know most riders have one incident a year at the end of the day. Mm, he's no worse than normal now. So people say he think... should still be banned and shit. Nah, come on. Uh, nah, I've kind of forgiven him mentally as well. To be fair, yeah. I think he's kind of he's on he's proven that he's. Not the he's same done the hard anymore. yards. He's, he's he's shown shown remorse. You know, it's no, yeah. I doubt he's going to do it again. But you never know. Mm-hmm. So, are we saying Fanati is most least likely to no? Fanati and Zarconi. What about Salah? Zarconi, fair play. Salah, oh, is, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a bit of a tough one, isn't he as well? Mm, well, I, I talked to him a little bit sometimes on the phone, and he's, he's, he's nice. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know on track. So I think he's another yeah, one. Like as soon as the helmet goes on, he's just a fruit like. <laughs> yeah. Um, who do you think? Who are you most like? Look, most looking forward to racing again. Um, I'll just um, um. Was there no I names? reckon Sean. Yeah, would be nice. Um, just yeah. name a few. I think yes, Abelino is the one. Yeah. Yes, Abelino. I'm, I'm looking forward to running Abelino. When I was running like four weeks ago in Spain, when Fanai was there as well, Abelino was running there as well on R1. Oh yeah. So, yeah. I, I'll talk to him a little bit. He's yeah, quite good on R1. Lois, Sam. Yeah, Sam Lois, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going on numbers. So, just, um, <laughs> so there's no, uh, no one you actually want to ride against. You're just picking names up. Um, Acosta. <laughs> yeah. Pedro, of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you race against him in the rookies? I'm thinking you did 2019. I'm 20. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
What was he I like? I got some side picture of him. Oh, yeah, sick. What was he oh, like, yeah. Therese Higgins? Quite, yeah, quite, quite all right. Yeah, because he was, like, he was fucking quick, wasn't he? He was a rookie's runner-up as a rookie, wasn't he? <laughs> a rookie, rookie. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah runner-up in 2019 and then the champion yeah. 20. Hey, I'll send you a, a thing on Instagram now. Yeah, just quickly check your in. I'll send it to both of you as well. Yeah. This is from the rookies, side by side with oh, the yeah. Look at that. Fair play. Ooh. Got a picture of the 29. champion. <laughs> oh, nice. nice. Flexing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice one. Yeah, he's got a nice there. rod with. Yeah. That's great. Um, oh, yeah. And then... Good shot. I reckon Dixon as well. I reckon Dixon's quite a nice lad to battle with. Yeah, I reckon Dixon would be... Yeah. He'd put up a fight. He wouldn't let you have it easy. Yeah, but he's clean Definitely. mostly. Yeah, he's Obviously. clean. Yeah. yeah, he is. And Alcoba, Alcoba will be. A... I reckon Rodrigo will be a bit of a tough one to battle with as well. Yes, we've, we we are of the opinion that uh, that Sorry. Rodrigo will will work will be the same as you. He'll work well with a bigger bike. Probably, yeah. But he he's used to riding bigger bikes. All he does is ride R ones. Yeah, yes. like Fancy C six hundred. All he does. Yeah, that's true. This is a bit of a thin for me. People call riders like. Acosta, a rookie in in Moto Two next year. People called Raúl Fernández a rookie this year, but he wasn't an actual rookie. He yeah. already rode more more time on the six hundred and thousand than he did on the Moto Two. Mm. Uh, then and then he did on the Moto Three. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So in the end, he's a, he's a he's a rookie, of course, in the actual championship. But he has so much experience already on the big bike. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pedro's always doing it. He's always on the R one, R one M. Yeah, Costa Factory thing. It's a good headline, though, isn't it? Mm, rookie wins yeah. title. Yeah. Even though, like, oh. he was, you know, setting lap records in an R1 before he even came into the World Championship. Yeah. Trust me, when both yeah. of them are doing well earlier this year, my website popped off. <laughs> yeah. The, the CPM was nice, mate. I can't die. <laughs> yeah. well, that's it. Like, yeah. even though, like, officially they're a rookie, they're not really. So, yeah, I'd back you on that. Mm. Yeah. Nice one. Well, um, yeah, I haven't really got anything else to ask you. Really sorry. Um, if, but, I've really enjoyed having you on, Zonta. Oh, good. It's yeah. been it's, it's been, been a, a nice time, It's been a chill one actually, because normally I'm like freaking nervous as shit for our guests. So this one, it was nice, nice to just chill out and relax a bit, you know. <laughs> chill a bit of chill vibes, isn't it? Yeah. Chat shit. But yeah, chill the man. Yeah, but he had definitely been chilling with Watley too much. Yeah, <laughs> you have. Shit, they were the man them. No, man them, blood. <laughs> Marjola. You get me, blood. Yeah, Marjie. Marjie. Oh. <laughs> God. Oh, yeah. But yes, um, yeah. it's been really, yeah, really nice to have you on. We can add you to your your name to our list of guests that's ever growing week by week. Um, and yeah, I wish you the best of luck this year. We're probably going to get you on again at some point because we always we're going to get all our guests on again. I think at some point to try and you know a reflective yeah reflection. So we'll probably get you on again at some point if you're happy to come on. Um, but you know it's been really nice to talk to you and yeah I I really wish you a, a good year this year. Thank you very much. No problem. Nice one. It's a nice little chat. Yeah, nice little chat. Hopefully people yeah. listen and it's not just like, this is fucking boring. Jeez. <laughs> and if you are, fuck you. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, if they are, then they're probably not listening now, so it's fine. Um, yeah, I don't really know. Chat shit about now. Chat shit and get money anymore. That's a good <laughs> idea, that is. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you for coming on. Like I said, then um, yeah, I think I'll end this podcast here. All right. Yeah, thank, thank you very you much. Bye bye.